Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're having Bay Bible Study, and we're talking about, did God forget about me? So, y'all know I love to give it a story time. I have to tell you guys how this verse came about. Let me tell y'all how every Tuesday in the month of April, I've been fasting until 3 p.m. So yesterday was Tuesday, the last Tuesday in April. So I was like, I'm not gonna fast today. I already fasted on Monday for this week. So today when I leave the gym, I'm just gonna have me a little fruit bowl. So 11 o'clock while I was at the gym, I Uber eats me a fruit bowl so that by the time I got home, got in the shower, when I got out the shower, my fruit bowl would be at my front door, okay? I was thinking ahead. Y'all, the fruit bowl was delayed. It didn't come until, no, first of all, they sent the fruit bowls to the wrong address the first time. After they sent it to the wrong address, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just order me another one. It took an hour to come. So the second fruit bowl came at 12, 11. I go downstairs to get my fruit bowl. I'm excited. I don't waited two hours for this bowl. I'm excited to finally eat. Y'all, the fruit bowl was made wrong. And it wasn't just made wrong. It was a fruit bowl with stuff that I don't even eat. Like if they would have just forgot to put some stuff, I would have been like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just eat what is in here. But I asked for apples, bananas, strawberries, and pineapples. They put granola, strawberry, blackberries, blueberries. I don't like granola in my acai bowl. I don't eat blackberries and I don't eat blueberries. And the strawberries was under the blackberries and blueberries. So I couldn't even eat that. Like, it was just all wrong. So then I called them I'm like, y'all made the order wrong. They're just like, okay, get a refund and place another order. We'll get it out to you. Y'all, tell me why the order said delivery time 3 p.m. And I was like, God, <laughs> if you wanted me to fast today, you should have just said that. So anyways, I was like, since I'm fasting today, while I'm waiting on this fruit bowl, I might as well sit down and just read my word while I wait on the fruit bowl. Y'all feel like my lashes look a little different and I don't know how I'm feeling about it. So let me, let me check them out. Okay, I don't know why the lashes look different, but they the same. So while I was waiting on my fruit bowl to come at 3 p.m., I was like, I'm just gonna sit down and read my words some more and wait for it to come. So God told me to go to the book of Esther and he said chapter five, but I read chapter four and also chapter six because might as well I mean I don't got no food to eat I might as well just wait and read so I decided to read chapters 4 5 and 6 and y'all last night around like 8 p.m. my friend texted me and the revelation that God showed me in Esther chapters 4 5 and 6 was the word that my friend needed so I wanted to start off this video letting you guys know that delays can be a part of your destiny sometimes i wouldn't have thought let me just sit down and open my bible and wait for my food because i would have been eating you know what i mean so god is intentional even with the small things even with the small details like your order being late or your or if my order would have came and it was just a little wrong i still would have ate it and went about my day but because it was completely wrong i was just like i'm just gonna turn this into a fasting day and open my word and pray and god gave me a word to deliver to my friend later on that evening which also carried over to today because he showed me something else about the word that he gave me yesterday. So now that y'all got the backstory, let's get into the word. So we're coming from the book of Esther, as you already know, and we're going to be focusing on Esther chapter six, and we're going to be focusing on verse three, but I'm going to give you guys a little backstory on what's happening in Esther. So in Esther, now 
Um, it's a thread out for Esther's family and her uncle Mordecai. He's just heartbroken, distraught because they're trying to kill him. And it's a man named Haman that's behind all of the killing. So now that you guys got a backstory on the story, I wanted to share with you guys what God placed on my heart. So the word that God gave me to share with you guys today is, did God forget about me? And what God showed me is that in this season, there are some people who feel like God has forgotten about them because they've been doing life God's way. They've been following the word. They've been being a good steward of what they've been given. They've been showing up to work. They've been praying more. They've been fasting more. They've been going to church more. They've been being intentional with watching sermons they've been paying their tithes weekly like his word says they've been giving their 10 percent they've been being faithful to what it is that god has caught and called them to but it still feels like they're not seeing the fruit of their works it still feels like this god thing isn't working out it still feels like it's a waste of time to spend time worshiping it still feels like reading this word is not really changing the will it still feels like it's a waste of time living life according to God's word because it seems like everybody else is winning while I'm over here waiting on something to change. It seems like everybody else is winning while I'm over here doing it God's way. It seems like everybody else is winning while I'm over here talking about what the scripture says. It seems like everybody else is getting ahead while I'm still relying on my anointing. It seems like everybody else has favor but I'm the main one talking about faith. God says, I want you to talk to those people who are wondering and who have that thought at the back of their mind. Did God forget about me? Does God see the good work that I'm doing? Does God see my patience? Does God see that I'm worshiping him while I wait? Does God see that I'm trying to do it his way? Does God see the attempts that I'm making at living righteously? Does God see my character? Does God see how I'm treating people behind closed doors? Does God see my prayers? Does God see my tears does God hear my cries because it seems like nothing has changed so is it even worth it living a life led by Christ did God forget about me and I was gonna title this God sees your faithfulness your reward will come unexpectedly because I'm talking to you who are wondering if God forgot about you today he's using this word to show you the way that he's moving and to let you know that you will be rewarded for the way that you've been living and for the seeds that you've been planting, for the times that you've been relying on him and not following the ways of this world, not living according to this world, not doing what people said you should have did and instead doing what his word told you to do. He's saying today, speak to those ones who feel like I have forgot about them because their faith is making a way for them. So in the book of Esther chapter six, we're gonna be focusing on verse number three. And what's happening right now is Esther has went to the king and she's told the king that she wants to plan a banquet for him and this man named Haman. Now Esther had an uncle that raised her, Mordecai. Mordecai was distraught during this time because they were out to kill the Jews. This man named Haman wanted the Jews killed and Mordecai was reaching out to Esther and he was saying to her, perhaps you were placed in a position for a time like this perhaps God put you at that job to cause a shift perhaps God gave you that child so you can learn to be more patient perhaps God placed you in that relationship so that your feminine energy can be unlocked perhaps God called you to that location because somebody with your anointing needed to fulfill that territory perhaps you were created for such a time as this that's what Mordecai said to Esther when he found out that they were out to kill the Jews he said Esther you're gonna have to go and talk 
to the king because your people are in danger and your territory is in danger and perhaps God has called you to be the curse breaker of your family. Perhaps God has called you to be the first one to get married and not have kids out of wedlock. Perhaps God has called you to be the first one to experience receiving a million dollars. Perhaps God has called you to be the first one to get a degree. Perhaps you have been called and placed in a royal position for such a time as this. And Mordecai said, Esther, you got to do something about this. See, if you've ever been in a situation to where it seems like everybody around you is okay with what's happening, but what's happening is actually bothering you. And it's something in your gut that's saying that, no, this can't go on like this no more. And I know everybody else has been fine with this. And I know grandma says that that's just the way it is. And I know that the coworker says they've done it like this for years. But now that I'm here, there's something in my gut telling me that I can't just let it stay like this. So perhaps I was called for such a time as this. Perhaps God put me in position so that I can use the power that he's given me to shift some things around. Perhaps, Esther, you were called for such a time as this. Mordecai was letting Esther know you got to do something about this. You can't just sit back and let it happen. Things can't be the way that they always been. You've been called. You've been chosen to make a shift. So Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Esther had got to this point in her purpose to where she realized it was all or nothing. And if I die, then I die. But I got to do something. I got to activate a change. I got to I gotta go with this feeling that's in my gut. God did not just place me here to go with the flow. God did not just place me here to do what everybody else is doing. There's a part of me that wants to change a part of this. So I have to step out. And then whatever the consequences is, if I perish, I perish. If I get a punishment, I get a punishment if they don't like me they don't like me if they fire me they fire me if they remove me they remove me but I gotta say something I gotta do something Esther said if I perish I perish but I'm gonna go to the king about this so that that's what was happening in the scripture and this was this was happening in Esther chapter 4 verse 16 is where Esther said if I perish I perish she was all in right so after Esther had got to that point, Esther went to the king and she said, I want to plan a banquet for you and I want to and I want to invite Haman. Now Haman was the man that was planning for the Jews to be killed. Haman was the man that really wanted Mordecai to be gone, right? So Esther's planning this banquet and she told the king that him and Haman need to come and the king said, all right, great. So now what Haman is doing is Haman is going around telling everybody, oh yeah, the king honors me and Queen Esther has planned the banquet and I'm the only one that got invited and that man Mordecai, I put up a pole because I want him to be hung and killed on that pole. Yeah, the king loves me. You know, he's just being cocky. He's just bragging. He's just talking about who he is and how much the king loves him. Meanwhile, Mordecai is sad because it's a hit out on him. It's a plan for him to be killed. And Haman is just using his title and his position to talk down on Mordecai. Now, this is where it gets good. So it says in the word that the night, and I'm going to give y'all the exact scripture where it says it. It's Mordecai 6 and 1. It says the night, that night, this is the night before the banquet. It says that night the king could not sleep. So he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bagathan and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway who had conspired to assassinate King Exodus. So what had happened was a previous king 
was being set up by his officers and Mordecai exposed them. So now the current king is reading this the night before the banquet. And remember at the banquet, it's gonna be Queen Esther, the king and Haman who wants Mordecai dead. So the king said in verse three, he says, what honor and recognition has Mordecai received for this? The king asked, nothing has been done for him. His attendants answered. And this is the verse that I want y'all to hold on to. It says nothing has been done for them. And it's some, this, this is the word for the people who feel like God has forgotten about you. You've been praying and nothing has been done for you. You've been fasting and nothing has been done for you. You've been speaking and claiming the word of God and nothing has been done for you. You've been going to church and nothing has been done for you. You've been standing and having faith and seeing nothing change because nothing has been done for you. It says in verse three, nothing has been done for him. His attendants answered, the king said, who is in court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the palace and the king basically told his attendants, bring Haman in here. And the king said to Haman, what would you do for a man that you honor? Now remember, Haman is the king's right hand man. So Haman feels like he's talking about him. So Haman is like, oh, I would get him a robe. I would get him a horse. I would take him around time and tell everybody that I honor him. And Haman's just naming all of this stuff. And the king said, I'm a, I want to read it to y'all verbatim. He told the king what he would do, right? And the king said in verse Esther chapter six, verse 10, the king says, go at once. The king commanded Haman, get the robe and the horse and do just as you have suggested for Mordecai the Jew who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything you have recommended. The king told Haman, go do everything that you said for Mordecai. And this word is for somebody who feels like somebody else is mistreating you and they're getting away with it and they just having their way with you and God is not doing anything about it. God is not saying anything about it. It seems like they just living a blessed life, but yet they treating you so wrong and they talking down on you and they not reflecting godly characteristics. I want you to know that when the word says that God will make your enemies your footstool, he literally meant that. See, while Haman was going around talking down on Mordecai planning his death. God was working on the heart of the king. It says that night the king could not sleep. See, what I want you to realize if it's, if it's feeling like God has forgot about you, what I want you to realize is that God is moving in a way that you don't even see, a way that you can't even manipulate. It was nothing that Mordecai did to activate his favor, but it was everything that God did. God kept the king up that night before. God placed it on his heart to read those records. See my, see my service Mordecai see what he's done for you in the past see how he showed up see his characteristics see what he's done for the previous kings in the past what I want you guys to take from this scripture is that Mordecai had been a good man before that king was even in that seat he was a good man to the previous king and it was in the records of Mordecai being a good man it was a record. He had a record of being a good person. He had a record of showing up. He had a record of being faithful. He had a record of being noble. And I want you guys to know that when you're a good person and you're living according to God's word and you're living life the way that God is calling you to live it, he's keeping 
a record. And you may not see the record or you may not feel like he's keeping a record, but that's because he's showing the record to someone that's in a higher position than you. He's showing the record to somebody that can bring you some favor. He's showing the record to somebody that can open some doors that you never thought would be open for you. It says that the king could not sleep that night and he called in for the record to be read to him. And when the record was read to him, it shows that Mordecai had been faithful. It showed that Mordecai was a good man. It showed that Mordecai always paid his tithe. It showed that Mordecai always went to church. It showed that Mordecai was not an evil man. It showed that Mordecai always had good intentions. What will your record show when God shows it to somebody else? I want you to know that it's important not to grow weary in well-doing. That's what Galatians 6 and 9 says. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Because when we don't see instant gratification, we feel like God has forgotten about us. Y'all, I love this word so much, I'm not even looking at my notes. I'm not even looking at my notes, but I'm, I, I, let, me, let me make sure I got everything for y'all. There's a record of your good works. And I know it is discouraging sometimes because it feels like God has forgot about you because you're being faithful. You're trying your hardest to be disciplined. You trying your hardest not to backslide. You trying your hardest to stand on the word and the will of God, but nothing's changing in the physical. I want you to know that God is keeping record of your righteousness. What I love about this scripture is that Mordecai's character spoke for him when he couldn't. You know how everybody loves to use the quote, your name will be rooms if, and your name will be in rooms that your feet hasn't entered. That's literally what happened. See, we don't know what Mordecai was doing that night. Mordecai could have been up all night still stressed because remember, they were planning to kill all of the Jews and Mordecai was a Jew. So we don't know if Mordecai was crying and if Mordecai thought that God had forgot him and if Mordecai thought that maybe this my last night sleeping. Imagine going to sleep knowing that there's people out to kill you. We don't know what was going in his mind, but God was working behind the scenes. And not only was he working behind the scenes, God was working in ways that Mordecai could have never worked. Mordecai could have never got to the king, but God could. And there's some situations in your life and you're worried about the behind the scenes. You're worried about the upper, the people in higher positions. And God is letting you know today that those rooms that you can't get into, I can get into. See, I can get into that person's heart. I can get into that office. I can get into that boardroom. I can get into that school. I can get into that job and I can shift some things around and you won't even know when it's done because that's the type of God that I am. Mordecai did not know that the king couldn't sleep that night. Mordecai did not know that the king was reading records. Mordecai did not know that the king was researching him. And just like Mordecai, you don't know who's researching you. You don't know who God is telling check on her. You don't know who God is telling look at his Instagram. You don't know who God is telling check out his track record. Check out his work ethic. Check out the way that he come to church every week. Check out the way that he's always supporting that ministry. You don't know who God is placing on your heart. You don't know whose heart God is placing you on. You don't know. It says the king could not sleep that night. He, God kept him up. God will disturb rest for you. God will dis disrupt systems for you. God will bring down companies for you. And I just want you to know that even in the seasons to where it feels like God forgot about you, because I know that's how Mordecai felt, I want you to know that he's working in highest places. I want you to know that he's disturbing someone's sleep. I want you to know that he's shifting 
some things around. I want you to know that he's keeping record and he remembers everything that you've done. All the nights you've cried and still got up in worship. All the times you still went to church when you saw nothing change. All the times when you tied your last dime. I want you to know that God is keeping record because he remembers. I also wanted to highlight the fact that Haman was in a higher position than Mordecai. Haman was the right-hand man to the king. So it felt like Mordecai was in a position to where his back was against the wall. And we can relate to that to different seasons to where it seems like, God, this thing is much bigger than me. My back is against the wall. There's nothing I can do. The higher ups are coming against me. People with more money are against me. People with more followers are against me. People with more clout and more authority, they're working against me. And God, I'm sitting here trying to do what you're way and it seems like you're not doing anything Haman had a higher position than Mordecai but God is so good that God went over Haman I pray you catching this word God went over the upper man whatever man that thought he was over God's servant or God's child God went above that and God will do the same for you so it doesn't matter about their position it doesn't matter about their money it doesn't matter about their name it doesn't matter about their authority because God will go over all of that and cause your favor to get in the way of whatever they trying to do so it started off with the king telling Haman yeah Everything that you said about honoring that man, I want you to go do it for Mordecai. Haman had to be the man that walked around town with Mordecai on a horse and scream out that Mordecai was the honorable man. That's how God works. The very one speaking down on you, God will, will use them to bring you your praise, but you must stay faithful. It never says that Mordecai did anything to Haman, said anything to Haman, and that's a good thing because God was already working on his behalf. It was nothing that Mordecai could do. It was nothing that Mordecai could say. He was outnumbered, outpowered, outpositioned, but God. And I know that it's easy to go through life and feels like God does not see what you're doing. You're doing everything correctly but you don't see any changes and it feels like there's no favor following you. Did God forget about me? And today, God is saying, I've been keeping record and I remember. And I will repay you for everything that you've done as long as you don't grow weary in well-doing. Mordecai had been a good man. He was a good man to the pre... That's, that's the part that I really want y'all to get. Mordecai did this for the previous king. He exposed the officers to the previous king. He never got rewarded for that. It said nothing has been done for him. It says the king asked what has been done for him. And the, 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 it says the attendant said nothing has been done for him. Don't grow weary and well-doing because you know how we are. The minute we do something good, if we're not rewarded, if nothing has been done for us, then just forget about it. We don't want to do good no more. I'm not buying nobody nothing. Y'all don't know how to say thank you. They don't appreciate when I go out my way for them. Y'all don't even give me gas money when I'm dropping you off to work. I picked you up. You couldn't even buy me a birthday gift. You didn't even call and say thank you when I brought that groceries over to your door. You know how we feel. We don't get a immediate thank you you know what you trick me once you won't trick me twice I'm never doing it again but it says that the king asks what has been done for him 
Mordecai never changed his posture. And whoever this word is for, you feel like God has forgotten about you because you've been doing good. You've been acting like God would want you to act. You have the character of Mordecai. You've been sowing and paying your 10% tithes. You've been showing up for church. You've been being faithful. You've been being kind. You've been being a cheerful giver. Whether you're giving your tithes or you're giving your time to other people, you've been doing everything according to the word of God and you haven't seen anything change. And God is saying today, I'm keeping record. I'm keeping record of everything that you've done. I'm keeping record of everything that you've said. I'm keeping record of every time that you've cried. I'm keeping record of every time that you felt like I was just going to allow you to be mistreated. I'm keeping record of every time you felt like I was just going to let them talk about you. I'm keeping record of every time you thought that I was just going to let them plot to kill you. I'm keeping record of every time that you showed up even though your heart was broken. I'm keeping record of every time that you came to church but you couldn't sleep the night before. I'm keeping a record of every time that you got up and you pushed forward anyway. I'm keeping record of every time you worship while you had tears coming out your eyes. I'm keeping record because even though you haven't seen anything changed, I remember. And I'm going to get the attention of somebody in a higher position and they're going to say, what has been done for her? What has been done for him? Because I see the record of their faithfulness. Mordecai didn't bring his record to the king. So it won't be you that do it. It won't require any manipulation. It won't require you selling yourself. It won't require you overextending yourself and trying to get yourself in a room and get yourself in the door and make your own opportunity. It won't require any of that. We don't know where more was or what he was doing but God was moving and you watching this video right now and I want to reassure you that God is moving but you just keep doing you you just keep doing good you just keep following his word because he's keeping record and when he pull out your name for that person that opportunity that position they gonna see a record that's spotless but if you grow weary what will they see Imagine if the kings pulled out Mordecai's record and it was all bad stuff. When Haman came to him, he was like, yeah, let's get rid of him. Get him up out of here. Because, yeah, he's been causing trouble for years. But Mordecai was a man of honor, a man of value. So if you want to know how the story ended, read your Bible. I'm not telling you. JK, 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 JK. How the story ended was, that was the night before. So the next day, he got Haman to honor Mordecai, ride him around town, scream out that he was a man of honor. And then the next day they had the banquet. At the banquet, Esther came. Now remember Esther said, if I die, I die, but I gotta let him know what they planning to do to my people. Esther came and she said, I have a request. You know, they trying to kill the Jews. I'm a Jew. Mordecai's my uncle, he's a Jew. I'm not with it. She put herself all the way out there. And the king said, who? Who, who's trying to get rid of Mordecai? Because remember, the previous night, he honored Mordecai because he's already seen the record. That was, and I want you guys to pay attention to this too. This was not, Esther didn't know nothing about this. So Esther was still on edge. Esther was still nervous because she's putting herself out there to possibly be killed. She said, if I die, I die. But when you're in those seasons to where it seems like God is is making you step out on faith and do something that's scary. I want you to know that God has already covered every angle. He has already spoken to the people that you're going to speak to. He's already dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Esther 
Sarah was nervous about this banquet because she knew what she was gonna say. She had just decided that if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die, but I gotta say something. And God had already went ahead of her and worked on the heart of the king. So when she came to the king talking about Mordecai, the king done already saw Mordecai's record. He already see that he's a righteous man. The, the king like, who trying to kill my dog? Like, first of all, cause I'm a slide. You know, that's what the king felt like. And she was like, actually, it's Haman, you know, the one that's sitting right here. Right here. Yeah, that's why, because Haman was bragging about the opportunity. You know, when people start feeling themselves and get bold and they start bragging about what they got and bragging about their money, bragging about their new car, bragging about their new job. That's what Haman was doing. Oh, nobody's getting invited to the banquet but me. Esther only invited me. Esther had him at the banquet and told the king, yeah, it was Haman that tried to kill my uncle. The king says, oh, that pole that you plan to kill Mordecai on, that's the pole that Haman was killed on. Hmm. Hmm. So all I'm going to say is, when the word says that God will make your enemies your footstool, he means that. But you just make sure you keep your hands up out of it. You just keep being you. You just keep being a good steward. You just keep reading the word of God. You just keep being faithful. You just keep being the steward, a good steward. You just keep being disciplined. You just keep being kind. You just keep showing up. You just keep fasting and praying and doing what it is that God has called and told you to do. Because today... He's answering the question that you have. Did he forget about you? Never. He's told us, his word says, I will never leave or forsake you. And even when it feels like I'm not moving, it's because I'm going ahead of you. And I'm moving in rooms that you haven't even entered. I'm talking to people in positions that you can't even get to. But I definitely didn't forget about you. If this word is for you and you're sowing into this word, whether it's your 10% tied or you just want to sow into this word, today's seed is the sowing into me seed. You're sowing into yourself to continue to be faithful, to continue to be faith-filled, to continue to be a steward of God, to continue to be a vessel, to continue to be patient, to continue to be faith-filled and believing that God sees everything that you're doing. You have a clean record. And even if you don't have a clean record, when you gave your life to Christ, he wiped it clean. Don't allow somebody else's actions or don't allow what you see in front of you to make you go back to your old ways. Stay the endure this season because God is keeping record of everything that you're doing and he's gonna show someone your record he's gonna show your record in a room that you could have never imagined and a door will open that you never saw coming but you have to be intentional with sowing into you and how do you sow into you you sow into you by being a good person you sow into you by having good characteristics you sow into you by being good just because that's that's who you are not because people deserve Deserve it, not because they've earned it, not because that's what they give to you. You don't match energies. You be who God has called you to be because you understand that God is keeping record. And even when it feels like he's forgotten about you, I want you to know he's working on and he's already activated new favor for you. Sowing into me is today's seed. And you can sow that to dollar sign to Christian Bay or PayPal Zell to Christian Bay at gmail.com. God did not forget about you. And I know you tired, you can be tired, you can feel like you're about to waver, you're getting weary. Galatians 6, 9, if you don't remember nothing else, Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in well-doing. Because just like Mordecai, 
he was a good person to the previous king. And the next king said, what has been done for him? And your day is coming where God is going to say, what has been done for him? Or someone else is going to say, what has been done for her? And your favor will be activated at that very moment. Your favor is activated now. You just don't see the fruit yet. So you may be in a season of planting seeds, sowing seeds into your future. Continue to sow. Continue to plant because your harvest is coming. And your harvest will be based on how much you've sowed. Your harvest will be based on how much you've planted. Y'all ever heard you reap what you sow? You will reap. But not if you grow weary while you're sowing. God didn't forget about you. Your favor is on the way. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for another Bay Bible study. We want to thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for using me as your vessel. Father God, thank you for this fresh revelation, this fresh word. Father God, I pray that this word reaches the ears that you set out for it to reach and that they know that you have not forgotten about them, Father God. That you see the big things and the small things, the small details, the praying consistently, the being up at night, reading their word, the watching the sermons, the setting the alarm to get to church on time, the calculating their income weekly so they can pay their their 10%. They're watching the sermons online and putting into practice what they've heard and what they've saw, Father God. I pray that you show them in this very moment that you have not forgotten and that even when it doesn't feel like it, you're working behind the scenes on their favor, Father God. We thank you for going before us. We thank you for loving us and protecting us and covering us, Father God. I pray over those who sow into this word. May they receive favor that blows their mind, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. And I pray that this message reaches the ears that God set out for it to reach. If you're wondering, did God forget about you? Here's your answer. Here's your sign. Here's your confirmation. He didn't. When it feels like he's forgot, he's actually out working on your favor. Keep the faith. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you in the next episode of Bay Bible Study on the Christian Bay TV. Bye.